You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. It's Ministry Monday, Kelly. It's Mornings with Kelly and Steve, yes. And uh, yes, we're here, and I'm glad. And I'm back, Kelly. You are back. And you do know nothing has changed. If you take a breath, I jump in. I, it's, I thought that was my on-ramp, so I merged. I'm for it. <laughs> and as a good, kind gentleman, I stepped away. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. We're Straight. just, yeah, okay. Gave you, gave you leeway. Why right. birth he, there? He's the, he's the best, isn't he? Uh-huh. We're getting it together. Yeah, <laughs> we are. Uh, right now, though, we are going to get together with Dr. Charles Ware. He is the Executive Director of Grace Relations and Special Assistant to the President at uh, the College of Biblical Studies and Interim Dean at the Indianapolis campus. You just sound like you get busier and busier, Dr. Ware. How you doing? I'm doing great. Listening to you two, I feel like I have to have a Grace Relations talk to get you guys together. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's him. It's all. It's the man that the Lord gave me. It's Uh-oh. the man the Lord gave me to work with. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, Dr. Ware, seriously, um, I've been seeing a lot of your posts about um, speaking at the Creation Museum, and I was just telling Steve earlier, I would love to be able to load up some buses again and take a bunch of our listening family there and get to hear you speak. But um, are, are you still on a speaking schedule with the Creation Museum right now? Do you have more dates coming up? Yeah, yes, Kelly. What what I've done is I've signed a one year uh, agreement with them. Normally, going to be speaking twice a month, but in the winter months, like November, I'm going to speak once, and I don't know when they're going to get back into twice. But uh, yeah, I'll be speaking twice a month. God opened that door. I'm excited about it. That's a very exciting door because this also comes on the heel. You were uh, the keynote uh, giving the address for the Indianapolis Prayer Breakfast. How did the event turn out? Uh, just give us a summary because we, we spoke with you in the days ahead of the event. Uh, how was everything there for the Indianapolis Prayer Breakfast? Yeah, um, I want to thank those who pray. I, I put on my Facebook ask for prayer because I really believe in prayer and I need God's assistance. And and I shared my path to grace relations, my salvation story, uh, how God brought me into the Christian family. Some things I faced, um, prejudices I faced, but how God has worked. And, you know, to my surprise, there was a standing ovation when I finished. I mean, I'm just, I was just floored by that and praying that God would use that to spur, you know, some some biblical gospel-centered relationships going forward in our city. That's just outstanding. I'm glad that uh, it was well-received. You know, your story is a very... Um it's it's in one it's inspiring two there are some very very difficult parts that we get to understand what you have endured in your life in your relationship and you know as as i think of that you you make this um your mission really to train up others to enter into relationship to see each other as one blood right we are created in christ jesus uh to do good works we are born and created in the image of god and so we all come from the one blood now tell us a little bit about that concept and how that applies in this grace relations context 
Yeah, that is a that is a very important deal. I mean, as we're trying to deal with relationships and past history, uh, some people don't want to look at history, but I tell them, hey, the Bible is a history book. And uh, when I look at biblical history, I see that God created Adam and Eve. We all came from Adam and Eve, and then there was Noah and his three sons. So we are related. The question is, if we are one, created in the image of God, how come we have such difficulties in relationships, not just in America, but genocide that taking place around the world, people being oppressed, so on and so forth? Well, the reason for that is because history, biblical history, tells us that we sin. And Adam and Eve sinned, and, and Cain killed Abel, and we've been struggling with that ever, ever since. But you know, the great thing about it, we are one as human beings, and even science comes to that conclusion. Biological science comes to that conclusion. The Bible says that. But the greater thing to me is that we have been, those of us who've been saved, we've been redeemed. We are brothers and sisters in Christ from every people and tribe and nation and language. And I say, hallelujah. I just praise God that I'm a part of the family of God only by his grace. Amen. Hey, Dr. Ware, I, I know I ask this question just about every time we talk about this, but I, I want to mm-hmm. ask it a little bit differently because this is what's on my mind about it. You know, you just mentioned, and, and we know it's true, we read Scripture, mm. we are all created in the image of God. We essentially are one race. We are humanity. Mm. And the church knows this. I mean, we have access to the Scriptures. We know this, we read it, we believe it to be true. But how are we doing? And normally when I ask you that question, I mean everybody in general. But I want to know, you know, based on what you mm-hmm. see and, and the talks that you get to travel and, and have with people, how are we doing with grace relations both within the church as a body, one to another, and then as the church outside in the culture, educating others by sharing the gospel? How, how, how do you see we're doing right now? Where can we improve Well, within the church, we're struggling, but I do find a lot of people want to figure out a way to go forward. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of fear, uh, a lot of anxiety because of all that's going on in the world. Uh, But, but, you know, one of the things, Kelly, you said what we can do. One of the things I try to discipline myself on is to keep my own heart because I realize the devil is alive. He's a liar. He sows discord amongst the brethren. Um, the world is out here with its own message, and then there's my own flesh. So I don't want bitterness or, or, or pride or any of that to get in my own heart. So I try to keep that, and that, that helps me to speak to other people from the, from the aspect of, God, what do you want to say to them? Not what I want to say, not what my hurts might want me to say, or this or that, but I want to be an instrument in Jesus' hand. I do see a, a lot more openness but I also see a lot of fear and confusion within the church. As far as the world is concerned, you know, they've got a big push going on it. They've got entertainment pushing. They've got um, the business world pushing. They've got the political world pushing. They've got the educational world pushing. And, and yet they are pushing from a different philosophical foundation. They do not have the biblical foundation, except we are all created in the image of God. And, and and worthy of respect. That is true. However, you've got to put that in the context that we are fallen. 
And by God's word, there is righteousness and unrighteousness. There's good and there's evil. And the world is trying to push us to accept evil. You know, you are, just look in your heart. See who you are. Do what you want. What Jesus told us, out of the heart precedes sin. We've told by Jeremiah, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. We need an external source of right and wrong, and that comes from our Creator. Well, if you're joining us right now, we are talking with Dr. Charles Ware. He's the Executive Director of Grace Relations, Special Assistant to the President at the College of Biblical Studies, and we're discussing Grace Relations. Dr. Ware, you know, when I think about God's creation, he creates a perfect world, then he fashions us, right? He creates us in his image, and he has he's a God of order. He is a God of order, and there's precision in his creation. That means that there's a design, and there's a purpose, and he has a plan. And we have mm. an incredibly good knack for getting outside of his plan. So that's where a lot of these strifes come from, and we see the cultural divisions. We see the different messages that we have culturally right now. Mm. How is it that, first, we got out of step with his plan, and two, how do we get back into step with his plan and really defeat the cultural message that we have today? Well, Steve, there are answers to that. I think one is that there is the world that has a philosophy that, uh, and, you know, you, you get educated, you hear people with PhDs tell you this is right, and they give you all the data and all this stuff. And, and we tend to follow that because our own flesh, the desires, we have pride, and, and we'll follow that. And, and then, then uh, of course, the devil, you know, he's a great deceiver. And so I think a lot of people, really they really believe what they're saying. They believe. They believe it's right. And, uh, and sometimes the church just sort of floats along with the world uh, because you hear the stories and how people hurt, so on and so forth. That's one way we get off. But another way that we get off, which is more concerning to me, is for those of us who are supposed to know the Bible and teach people the Bible, we can make a misinterpretation of a biblical text and give a misapplication of that and thereby lead the church in the wrong direction. Case in point with the interracial marriage, and you know I'm speaking for Bob Jones University Press. Well, Bob Jones University at a time believed uh, that the Bible taught that that God was against interracial marriage. So they wouldn't allow it, and, and they fought it uh, all the way up to the Supreme Court and lost their tax-exempt status. I think it's critical for those of us in the church to study the Word of God uh, literally in context and give a proper application. And I give Bob Jones credit. They have made that adjustment now. That's why I'm speaking for them. But there are Christians who believe that they're on the Word of God, and many times it is a misinterpretation of biblical text and a misapplication of biblical text that is leading. And by the way, that's nothing new either, because if you read the Old Testament, God talked about prophets who did not get a message from him, who told the people what they wanted to hear instead of what he wanted to say to them. So history is there. There's nothing new under the sun. 
are listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve. Our guest this morning, Dr. Charles Ware. He is the executive director of Grace Relations, speaks all around the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can find him uh, at the pulpit sometimes, filling in for Dr. David Jeremiah out there at Shadow Mountain. You can find him speaking all across the country, and in particular with Ken Ham down at the uh, Creation Museum, with whom he actually had co-authored a book called One Race, One Blood. want to encourage you to pick up a copy of this. You can find it at Amazon, anywhere you pick up your books. Uh, The Biblical Answers to Racism. There is a revised and updated edition that just came out uh, just a few short years ago, Mm -hmm. and uh, really refreshing stuff. Dr. Ware, you know, you had made mention of the fact that um, we, we often as people can become very defensive, right? When, when somebody has an opposing view, uh, you know, we can become very defensive. We hang on to something, and often we find just a fragment. We find one word that we hang on to, and it seems that we have lost the art of discourse. We've lost the ability to respect one another and understand or try to understand where someone else is coming from. How do you view this right now? What's your commentary on the state of that? Well, the state of that in our in our country and in our churches, for the most part, is very bad. And uh, one of the things that I've come to conclusion with, if I am secure in Christ, what somebody else believes or say about me is not going to knock me off my center, which is my fellowship with Christ. But I also see myself as an instrument of God's grace to seek to minister to those he bring into my life. So, so I can listen to a person and have to disagree with them. But like Paul in first Corinthians chapter nine, he said, I become all things to all men in order that I might win some. Paul was willing to listen to, so that he understood clearly where the person was coming from so that he could give a clear presentation of the gospel or a biblical principle. And and that takes patience, by the way, Stephen Kelly. I, I, I think I mentioned here, too, that a college where Sharon and I got married, and, and because of our marriage, um, I was rejected application to the seminary twice. The third time, another gentleman was there and accepted me. But, but you know, during that time, there was a temptation for me to get bitter. But God, by his grace, challenged me to trust him and try to to be an example. And you know, today, that college has a scholarship, the Ken Rudolph and Charles Ware Scholarship, for students who want to get into a grace relations type ministry. And that scholarship, the seed for it, and the vision for it, came from Ken Rudolph's son, who said he watched his father and me over the years, how we got along. And he says, that's is grace relation. That's racial reconciliation from a biblical point of view. I, I thank God that I didn't go off the rails and became bitter and hateful and destructive, but tried to patiently walk with God. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you too, Dr. Ware, because I was just thinking, you know, um, while we were taking our short break and just chatting on our back channel, which all of you know about, we tell you, we can hear, but you're not able to hear that conversation. But um, you had mentioned, and, and Steve said this too, we've 
we have lost, it seems, not the ability, mm-hmm. but the will to have civil discourse with each other over certain issues that really just divide us as human beings. And, and then if you want to get into subcategories, yeah, it, it divides us according to the color of skin mm-hmm. that we have. And critical race theory is one of those things. Mm-hmm. And I have watched this not just create a bigger divide um, amongst people who are, as you would say, of different hues, different skin colors, <laughs> but within uh, the, the black community, we have people at odds mm. with each other. Within the white community, we got people at odds with each other. And I'm wondering, um, you know, if for, for pastors that are listening this morning who may be dealing with such issues in their churches, what guidance and encouragement would you give them for bringing civil discourse back and be aiming, being able to open up the conversation in a way that's productive? Because I look at it and I go, man, the devil's having a heyday. Mm. Amen. I, well, my first thing is keep keep your heart. This is Pastors Appreciation Month, and, and a lot of us as members don't appreciate the fact that pastors are worn out. They are, many are discouraged. Some are leaving the ministry. And one of the discouraging things about pastoring is when your own people are bickering and fighting and criticizing and putting you on social media and knocking you down and relationships are broken. So one of the things I say, keep your own heart, but I also say, Try to get a group of people who can have the conversation. And sometimes they have to be trained for that. I've, I've found that out. They just tell people they have conversation. They try to have one that blows up. So to teach them how to listen, to teach them how to empathize, to teach them how to ask discerning rather than condemning questions, and to teach them how to guide with their life and their lips towards what Christ wants, and to trust Christ to change minds. I, I I, I'm talking to some people now and trying to get, get telling me, you need somebody in your church who can model what a civilized conversation looks like and, and let people see it and then bring them into it with the goal, with the goal of becoming disciples of Christ from this perspective. Each one is growing to love God more and to love their neighbor as themselves. There is no doubt about it. God will right every wrong. Christ is coming back. That's why Stephen could could be stoned to death just standing on the word of God. That's why Jesus didn't defend himself at the time he was here because he knows every right will every wrong will be righted at a certain time. Right now the job is to 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 live and and speak the words of God in compassion and love. And, and if somebody is deceived, we need to do more weeping over them rather than demonizing them, trusting that the Spirit of God will open their eyes. And, and I, we, we need people in our churches who can model a biblically civilized conversation. Well, we do know that we can only rely on the Spirit to change us because that is the yes. only one who can change us. We, uh, we are the ones who are polluted on the inside. We need Christ to enter into us and be Spirit-guided, and that requires obedience. Dr. Ware, we just have two quick minutes left. Can you tell us, uh, closing thoughts also, where are you going to be speaking uh, coming up? <laughs> You know, actually, I'm I'm going to be speaking to the Indianapolis Colts um, Saturday night before their game on Sunday, so that's that's coming up. Crossroads Bible Church here in Indianapolis on uh, uh, Sunday, and then um, I go to Dallas, Texas, outside of Dallas, Texas, in November 
where I'm speaking at what's called a Mosaic Conference. Now, that's a conference, and they've got all kinds of speakers. This guy got, I mean, all kinds of speakers from across the country, authors and stuff. I'm giving a workshop there. But, but the interesting thing about Mosaic, and, and I don't know all that he stands for, but he tells me that um, the, the uh, leader of it, tells me that he came to multiracial ministry conferences that we were putting on at Crossroads Bible College, and that's where he got his idea for Mosaic. And um, it's, 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 it's phenomenal, the speakers he's got, a good place for conversation. So pray for me that God will give me wisdom, and, and my desire is one that I see fruit that will remain and that communities of light of God's light and love would be created for his glory. Well, outstanding. Dr. Ware, thank you so much. Yeah, I think it's encouraging, Dr. Ware, that you're being invited to speak so many places, because that tells me at least we're making progress. So God bless you and what you're doing, and we will continue to pray. Thank you. I appreciate Kelly and Steve, even if y'all are a little distant from one another (laughs) (laughs) we're all right we we'll we'll call on you for mediation oh man we appreciate you brother hey god bless you dr Ware. we look forward to having you back on with us soon okay thank you be my pleasure all right god bless you brother you're listening to mornings with kelly and steve on moody radio from the word to life